And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the Saturday night special of the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We want to welcome you on this Saturday night, everybody that's going to be in the chat, everybody that will be listening to this show after they download it. We are humbled and we thank you. Um, it means the world to us. Before we start the show, I just want to uh, want to pray for all the servicemen and women who are out there. And I want to send thank you to all their families from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I pray for you and we all are praying for you. So thank you for your service and thank you for your families. And may God bless you all. And on that note, we are joined tonight from the man who knows how to live off the grid better than a grid specialist. From the SimpleLifeNow.com founder, Gary Collins. And we are overjoyed. Oh, you had to take off the hat. Now I can see the hair. Oh, um, I mean, the hair's not that bad, but I thought it looked better. And now I'm really self-conscious no, you about look great. it. My, my, you look my, great. My, Remza, my curls are really coming in to themselves. Remzo, you look great. And from On the Run great. with Remzo Martinez. Why did you call him On the Run? I always get that off. It's uh, Very the, lactose intolerant. From, Stop from, reminding people. From the great podcast, On the Run with Remzo Martinez. Remzo Martinez. And of course, on the run second on the print run. comics, right? And second print comics podcast. But of course, the show wouldn't be complete without America's humble servant, actor, writer, provocateur, saint, center, lover, father, mathematician, statistician, mathematician, but most importantly, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. But he doesn't take Medicaid. I don't take Medicaid. I don't take Medicare. I don't take any insurance. I don't have any patients. God, how I miss and, that. And I, and, I will, and I will tell you, if I may, I have had no malpractice suits ever against me. And on that note, I want to get right to it. Uh, you have this, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to call him by his name, but Biden saying, uh, we don't forget and we don't forgive. Now, I'll tell you what not forgiving and not forgetting is, Ben Stein. After the Munich Games, um, Golda Meir set in motion an operation called the Operation Operation Wrath of God. And um, before each uh, assassination of the people that assassinated the Jews, the Israelis at the, in Germany, um, they would send each family flowers with con a condolence card reading, a reminder, we do not forget and we do not forgive. Now, that is a, a, a real targeted strike, Ben Stein, not uh, to uh, supposed ISIS fighters. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, those people were unspeakably horrible. And I must say, I don't think most people realize the incredible uh, guilt of the West Germans in that horrible, horrible tragedy, where the West Germans really screwed it up terribly. And the Israelis kept saying, if you would just step back a couple of paces, we can handle this and take care of this. We're used to dealing with these maniac killers. And the West Germans said, oh, no, come on, we're you're killing. We're West Germans. Of course, we're not a kill. So, uh, and the West Germans screwed up, screw up every detail of it, every single detail. And that's what got the Israelis killed. And it's just, it's just un, unimaginably sad. And it's great that the Israelis are following up on it. And I think... Now, the, the, uh, the terror, terror in Munich was, I believe, in 72. And uh, 
the uh, I think the Israelis are still on they ended down it and, and they just, started again. Then they started it again. But to the bigger point, Ben, um, when we talk about striking at the heart, um, there uh, when we talk about um, Biden, to, what was the word he used? Uh, a certain type of strike. We're going to have you know focused strikes. There's no. Oh, I hope he didn't say surgical. I think he might have Gary Collins and Ramso said surgical. He might have said surgical strikes. Because I know surgery. And 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 they ended up killing two uh, ISIS, uh, whatever you want to call them, members. I can't even believe we're talking about ISIS again. Um, But they killed two members who they won't say their names. The reason why they don't know their names. Nobody's. They're out getting gas, probably. Um, but, but but I, I mean, you were talking a little bit about this. Here's where the Democrats just crush the Republicans in all phases of the game. They have been doing this for a couple of decades now. They know branding, they know marketing, and they know PR. They're really good at it. ISIS K is not by accident. They remember that they said ISIS was the JV team and they just so happened to be cutting off people's heads left and right. No big deal and grew very rapidly and that they had to eat all those words. ISIS got out of control. So now ISIS is coming back. Well, they, they never went away. They were but they were pretty, pretty weak. We uh, Trump had pretty much beat them back. So they know and it's the same thing with wokeism and, and CRT. They play this word game and it's branding. It's to get you off topic. It's to soften the edges of evil. ISIS-K sounds very, very different. It sounds soft. It's got a, it's got a different edge to it. Sounds they like know, a breakfast cereal. That's exactly. what I'm saying. It sounds like yeah. a... ISIS-K with extra fiber. Yeah. With extra explosions. Or your cholesterol, Allah Akbar. Or it makes you love people like uh, ketamine. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting how they did that, though. How they That was done on purpose. Like I said, done on purpose and mr vp of drone president guess what he goes and does his idea of getting back is putting up a drone again what an ass clown i mean and what is the deal about 95 percent of the people being evacuated are afghans then you've got veterans remember me saying this i said watch civilians are gonna have to go in and clean up their goddamn mess and that's exactly what's going on right now. They're not talking about it. They're, the civilians and all these veterans will end up evacuating more people than this group of dipshits the whole time, and they'll take credit for it. Everything I said is coming true. I'm pissed. It's scary, and it's, uh, it's depressing as hell, and I do believe very much in forgiving and forgetting, but I also believe in justice, and uh, I think uh, when people are killing innocent people, that they... Uh, the process of law is that they are either uh, executed or they are imprisoned for life. And uh, that doesn't seem to me that to be that hard to understand. And, and by the way, uh, if anyone thinks that we're through with the killing there, that's a joke. They're never through the killing in, in Afghanistan. They're never through with the killing in Detroit. They're never through with the killing in Baltimore. They're never through with the killing in Los Angeles. They're never through with the killing in Chicago. People like to kill. A certain kind of person likes to kill. Yes, especially Remzo in that region um, where killing is uh, like eating breakfast. Um, and I wanted to bring ISIS up... ISIS-K for breakfast. ISIS-K for breakfast. 
breakfast. That's the name of the now show new tonight. Flavors: that's, chocolate, strawberry, and death to America. That, that's right. That's the name of the show tonight. ISIS K for breakfast. But Remzo, you know, you talk about these surgical strikes. So, so Biden, who is against every really good surgical strike we've done, if you want to use the word surgical strike, he didn't want. He didn't. He was against Bin Laden. He was against Soleimani. He was against, I believe, Baghdadi. So he was against all the right types of people you go after. Um, And I mean by that, these were the masterminds of the network. He's going after, I don't, we don't even know who the Pentagon's going after, Remzo, because we've gotten 90 different messages from the State Department, the, the White House, and the Pentagon. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't want to butt on Ramsos' time, Ramsos' heirs taking up his time. But with, with all due respect, we, we're back where we were January 20th, 12.01 a.m. I mean, p.m. We don't know who's in charge, and they don't know who's in charge. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And, and now it's, get, it's got, getting to the point of just complete chaos. I, I pity them. I mean, I have a very, very wonderful friend in Philadelphia named Ona Murdoch Hamilton, a wonderful, wonderful young woman. She's actually she's the same age as I am, so she's not that young. So she's and she says, "Young at um, heart." She says, "Obama." Is, she says, I'm "Sorry." She says, uh, "Biden is a, a great guy, but a bit naive." Well, that, that's one way of putting it. That's one way of putting it. I like just like those people who are in the homeless shelters are great guys, but they're Bit well, Ben, you know, the, was, de- the devil was just misunderstood. Right. Remzo hasn't been here for ages. Let, let, let Mr. Milwaukee in. I don't think ISIS K is real. Ooh. I don't. You explain that a little bit because you're talking about a false a flag, Remzo. Uh, well, I don't think that necessarily that it's in, when I say that I don't mean like it's entirely fabricated, but I was really thinking about this. And I remember uh, Al Zarqawi, who was basically the baby daddy for ISIS. And Al Zarqawi, prior to the invasion of Iraq in 2003, was a pimp and an arms dealer and a drug dealer who couldn't read or write. And it but wasn't wait until a minute, he, wasn't he called the mastermind? Yeah, absolutely. He he was, but. Here's the thing. What ended up happening was as soon as we went ahead and toppled Saddam Hussein's regime and then Al-Qaeda in Iraq starts to go ahead and take up territory, what they ended up doing was he was he, he was like a regional guy. So imagine him like the manager at a local McDonald's. And then because he was one of the guys that more people were talking about when the CIA was spying on Al-Qaeda, trying to understand who all the major leaders are, what we did in order to justify additional ground troops was we basically said that there's this guy over here and he's absolutely the worst human being ever and he is the leader of Al-Qaeda in Iraq. Now, what they, they weren't incorrect about this. They actually fraudulently said that he was the leader of al-Qaeda in Iraq. At that point, everyone was going around and they were like, you know, Zarqawi's not, but maybe we should all listen to him, especially since the Americans fear him. And it was us who basically made al-Zarqawi the giant leader he was. So we actually gave him the gravitas to unite all the al-Qaeda cells in Iraq to go ahead and lead us through a decade of hell. And, you know, eventually that's what sprouted off 
al-Qaeda in Iraq, ISIL, ISIS, that went ahead and brought in al-Baghdadi, who became more of the figurehead after we uh, killed al-Zarqawi in uh, 2006 in Baghdad. And as I'm looking around at this, I'm like, would I assume that the same people were around then or the same people around now? And as we need an excuse to say that we're being overpowered and we're dealing with a sophisticated force, wouldn't it be weird if they had a track record of saying that people who aren't that big of a deal are really a big deal in order to justify further actions or to justify their own mistakes? I, th I think that ISIS-K might exist in like some chat rooms amongst jihadists, but I don't think ISIS-K is the sophisticated terror network no. that's on par partnering with the Taliban. I wonder if any of them is a sophisticated terror network. I mean, this, we're not talking about Nazi Germany here. We're not talking about the Soviet Union. We're talking about a group of people who, who look quite, when you look at them, they sure don't look like they're particularly sophisticated or, or uh, well-organized, although, although I guess they are. I mean, they've, they've just accomplished something quite amazing. But look, it's not that amazing to accept the surrender of a superpower. I mean, we are a superpower by, by many standards, but uh, if we go, if we walk up to their door and say, sirs, we would like to surrender, it doesn't really take a great genius to say, okay, fine, we'll just chop your heads off now and you're surrendered. I mean, if we're, if we're offering to surrender, how much of a genius is they say, okay, fine, you're surrendered. Absolutely, that's a, actually, absolutely a great point. Uh, we have given up. You know, I was looking at the ages of the soldiers <clears throat> that, get, that got killed. And for the most part, at least a f uh, more than a few of them, Ben Stein, weren't even alive when the war started. That's, we're, ta we're talking about babies that, that, that died a few days ago. And it's, it's, it's really like, you're right, we're, we're exactly in this. You know what? We're actually in a worse scenario. Way worse. Because way, we, way, we, way worse. They have our bases. They have our weapons. They have, I'm sure, some forms of technology. And they have Russia and uh, China probably jumping in Turkey jumping in to help them. I mean, and Pakistan and, and Pakistan. Pakistan. I, I, I wouldn't I, I would include everyone but Russia. I think I, well, Russia I, might be facilitating it because they see it as, you know, uh, well, you know, the Americans are moving out. We might as well, you know, shape the environment in a way. But I don't think they're going to be as proactive as China. Well, no, but, let's, I agree. but I look, agree with that. One, one thing is clear. We've just been kicked the hell out of there after a huge, huge effort. And by the way, that's at some by the way, at some point we reach what we we what we physicians call inflection point, which is a point at which we just said, okay, well, we're leaving now. But there was never any reason for us to say we were leaving. I mean, there was never any clear sign that the people we were fighting against had been beaten or had given up. There was no sign that, that, that this was the end. I mean, the New York Times had a story a few days ago saying they had surrendered and offered to give up, but that was clearly a fraud at the time because they were still fighting and killing people. There never was a reason for, e for either the Republicans or the Democrats to say, we're leaving, we're, this is it, this is it, we're, we're leaving. The, the Al-Qaeda just one day woke up and said, what, they're leaving? Okay, then we'll take over. I mean, it's, it's like the, uh, people always say, oh, Hitler, clever, clever, super clever guy. And in some ways he was. Uh, he uh, masterminded the taking over of Germany. Uh, no, 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 the Social Democrats 
and all the other central centrist parties gate turned it over to him they turned it over to hitler he had not he was his share of the vote was falling and they turned it over to hitler doesn't take that much of a genius to say okay if you're surrendering i accept your surrender i mean we we were beaten morally we had no more moral head of steam left well how that happened i don't know somehow it happened under trump and also happened under Bush, and it happened under Obama, and it happened under everybody. We just gave up. And why? I've never been sure. We weren't losing that many men. We could easily afford the cost of it. I mean, this country is so rich, it's insane. And and why did we give up? I, ne- I never understood that. Well, I mean, well, the first casualty of war is a good plan. And, you know, I, I part of me is thinking, like, how would this have been too different under Trump, I, I want. I don't think Trump, if he had won a second term, I think he would have taken us out of Afghanistan. I, I think he would have because he promised to do that. I don't think he would have set up the timetable that Biden had. But you know, I, I also like everyone basically knew that the Afghan National Army was was not you know th- this giant robust fighting force that they said it was. You know, not not to play devil's advocate at all, but like they gave up in less than a weekend. Like I bought a gallon of milk the day that we started to have planes lift off, and then the Afghan government basically fell apart, and the milk is still in my fridge. Oh, it was, I, I, but what made us decide to give up? I mean, there was no, there was there was no surrender by them. I mean, in wars, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't usually, it wasn't you know, giving up though. I mean, in, we we said we wars, were going to leave. We in wars, well, if you're leaving, you're giving up. If you're not fighting anymore, you're giving up. I mean, but, what more evidence could there be? Could there be that you're giving up than to leave the battlefield and to walk away from the battlefield and leave all your equipment behind? The, for the, the idea, the idea was that the Afghan National Army was competent. But we knew that. But we knew they weren't. I mean, it was, this was even. I, I the, mean, it's, this, I, there I, was I think no. There was no news apparatus, even the most left wing, even the most right wing, even the most centrist. Nobody said they were competent. So I, no I don't think, I don't think you and competent. I, I don't think you and I disagree. But I, I don't think you and I disagree. I think the the, the big thing though is like, how, were we supposed to stay there longer, or were we supposed to just like never leave? And, and that I brings us far different. I think we we're supposed to never leave. And just keep it keep it on a low is, is bar that, boil. Is that, is that winning though? No, it, and and one of our colleagues, I don't think it was Gary. It was it was another fellow who always drinks on the air. He said, "Well, what would it have looked like to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to to win in in uh, Afghanistan?" I don't know what it would look like, but it wouldn't look like this catastrophic tail between our legs, running for our lives, pleading and begging with these terrorist killers to let us escape with our lives. It would not look that bad. You know what? Wars can go on for a very, very, very long time. The British were fighting insurgencies in India, their colony of India, of India rather, for over a hundred years, way over a hundred years. And uh, when they finally left, it was not with their tail between their legs. Gary, well, I mean, let's look at let's all just, these countries the that first. fought for hundreds of years and they all collapse eventually. Yeah, well, we, we, we're not going to collapse. I hope we're not going to collapse. And we have collapsed. I, it, does, it sure doesn't. Up here in North Idaho, it sure as hell does not look like we've collapsed. Well, we're missing some points here. First of all, the difference was, like I said, you had Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, who are great at uh, the military-industrial complex. Old, old Bush kind of created it with Rumsfeld and Cheney. 
they helped accelerate it. What happened with Afghanistan was I've always said it was a huge money suck. It was where contractors were raking it in left and right. That's why this war kept going war. And you guys got to remember when, when Trump came in, he called out the military industrial complex and the deep state and got his ass in a ton of trouble. That's what started getting him impeached because he pissed off the wrong people. He wanted to get out because he saw what was going on financially. He saw it for what it was. He was trying to extract us out in order to save money and lives. He did not have the same philosophy that we're seeing now. He was not going to abandon Afghanistan. There was going to be a remote base still there. There was still going to be people on the ground, but we were going to take the bulk of the soldiers and people and our hardware out. That was the goal. Because we had to do that. We had to extricate it and downsize it to get all these goddamn contractors out of there that have been sucking off the tit of the American public for decades now. But and that's what he was trying to do. Gary, it's a bell of a big tit. I mean, American big tit is a very big tit. They can suck on it forever. Any, anything would be better than the disgrace we're looking at now. I mean, but the, the you, you, everybody's about no. pennies compared but, with what the disgrace we're looking at. Well, that's at what now. I mean, though. That, ben, that's you just proved my point. They went back to old school. They went back to, hey, why do you think people don't know? Billions and billions of dollars of, of our equipment was disappearing all the time, yeah, going nowhere. And the contractors were ditching it on purpose. I've heard that from people who were on the ground who I was talking to, there was shit going on there that was so absolutely criminal. It was outrageous. And so what happened was all. what happened was when Biden got back in with all of his dipshit cronies, the deep state went, we're back in power. So they created this vacuum. And now what's going to happen is now we're in a shit bag. Now we've created this massive vacuum that we can't get out of. So he's going to abandon people. He's going to get a ton of blowback. So now we're going to have civilians, veterans going over there. People are going to get killed. The public's going to blow their mind. And now we're going to have to jump back in with 25,000 troops again, do a surge, clean house again. All the contractors are going to get trillions in contracts again. It's all going to start over again. This is about money and corruption. That's what this is all about. There's incompetence involved because it's Joe Biden. Obama's words, never underestimate Joe Biden to fuck it all up. But, you know, who's, this wait, is who's what, that? whose words are those? Obama, Obama. Obama. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's a direct quote from Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ben, just to, to reset a little bit, we all we're not none of us are uh, for the most part. It's the way this this shit went down. Um, it, it, you know, a timetable or whatever it was that Joe Biden was trying to do or he a self-imposed timetable. We we left the wrong way, obviously. If we were going to leave, we left Judah, it in. Do you realize that he reset the timetable? He had negotiated with the Taliban that we would be out by 910, right before 911, right? Yeah. So he could he, have a 911. He, he renegotiated. He's such a dipshit. He renegotiated with himself and reset it to August 31st. And the Taliban went, you're stuck. That's the date. You're screwed. Get out. And he went, okay, 
But, and here we are. <laughs> but Ben, one of my favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorite things is that he, everything that Trump, every deal that Trump entered us in, every agreement he got out of. Now I love that he blames Trump for setting a timetable. So the one thing that he decided of Trump's to keep, he blames on, you know, I'm getting, you know, with everything else, he, he, he goes back. But with this, he couldn't uh, maneuver and extend and that's it, it, it's 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 really it's a, it's a frightening thing, Ben Stein. It's a whole look. look what I mean, say frightening is the whole the, the word frightening applies to everything having to do with the Democrats. I mean, they're fright they frighteningly attack the First Amendment, terribly frightening to think that the government, which is really in bed, they're basically basically making a porn movie with the uh, big internet giants that they're in bed with the internet giants and putting it, and, and the threesome is tal is the Taliban, but Trump more can't of a get on, bang than and, a threesome. And Trump, Trump can't get on, get on the air. That's unbelievable. This guy was the nominee of the Republican Party and they're not letting him on the air. That's absolutely unbelievable. Well, they're it's scared incredible. to death, Ben, of, of jelly they're beans. Scared, they're scared to death of the true feelings of the voters of the United yeah. States of America. And that a jihad, a Marxist KGB scourge of people who are sightseeing in the Capitol, not doing anything violent at all. And while letting the people burn down many of America's largest cities, escape scot-free, that's unbelievable. It's incredible what's going on in this country. That's why my wifey and I love being up in North Idaho and watching because, Perry Mason and watching Perry Mason in Perry Mason. He figures it all out and the right things happen. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to a lively conversation of on the world, according to Ben Stein. And since Remzo's here, Remzo could tell you everywhere you could find us. Have you had a hard time shitting recently? I know I have, but I recently changed my cereal to Isis K's. They come in strawberry, chocolate, fibromyalgia, vanilla, and death to America. Isis K, because Cheerios got boring. But you know what doesn't get boring? The show. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can listen to it across Al Gore's amazing internet. And if you need more Ben in your life, because who does it? Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to his newsletter at bensign.com. At benstein.substack.com. That's benstein.substack.com. Brought to you by Isis K. <laughs> I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. And Remzo informed me that our Substack is in the 10 percentile, which is uh, which is a great job, Remzo Martinez. So uh, way to go, I Remzo. I married Isis on the fifth day of May, but I could not hold on to her very long. So I cut off my hair and I rode straight away to the wild unknown country where I could not go wrong. Oh, speaking, came, speaking of which, by the way, um, there are quite a few people that do have the name ISIS. And I am sure they were so grateful when Trump destroyed ISIS. Now their name is back in the news as ISIS K. Um, <laughs> it, they, they had a very big reprieve under Trump, but, uh, they, but they've lost it. And Ben Stein, I want to get to a little bit local. Um, we do have a recall election going on in the state of California. I want to get to this quickly. You are seeing <clears throat> them trying to destroy Larry Elder. A really great guy. If people are unfamiliar with the Los Angeles Times story the other day, they called him 
um, a white supremacist in blackface. Supremacist. White supremacist in blackface. Thank you, Mrs. Levin. How does that work? What? You know, just to ask that shows what a racist you are. That's exactly right. You, Remzo Martinez. Yes, Remzo Put the Mar emphasis on, on Martinez. <laughs> um, and Ben, this goes to show you there is no depth to their depravity. Is that, is that the right word? What they will do? I mean, because I... You know, it's 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 getting so tedious and boring. They've called people Nazis and this and the cancel culture and the whole woke thing. I really do think people are starting to go, oh, this is just tedious. You guys suck. And to prove that point, Greg Gutfeld on Fox News has the number one nighttime. Um, wow. He beats. I didn't know that. Yeah, he beats Kimmel, Colbert and Jimmy Fallon. In the night yeah. time, for in that time slot, Ben Stein. That's great. That, 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 that's great because he, he tells the truth. But think about that. Fox News has the number one, but it's more than that. People are sick and tired of listening to these people, you know, opine, have no sense of humor. And I think people, for the most part, the American people, um, I pray, Ben Stein, that they've woken up. Well, uh, of course, that we want a woke culture, but you know, Greg is a very, very smart guy, I, a terribly smart guy. He's not afraid to tell the truth. I mean, likewise, Tucker, not afraid to tell the truth. Likewise, Hannity, not afraid to tell the truth. We have, on the other hand, some of these people, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel is one of my best friends, and he's a wonderful, wonderful human being, but uh, he is part of the Washington swamp, and it's a very, very unfortunate, unfortunate thing. It's a great thing that the Gutfeld is now the leading nighttime show because people are looking for truth. We'd like to we'd like to see some truth. Well, I have a question with Jimmy Kimmel. I, I'm confused. I'm really confused by this. He's really good friends, obviously, with Adam Carolla. He's good friends with you, Ben. And the shit that comes out of that guy's mouth, I, I just he's and everyone tells me he's a really nice guy, and I go. But the things he says are so just not nice. I know, I'm never going to say about work. He'll never say. And, and I had the I had the opportunity to meet him quite a few times. And he is a really nice Everyone guy. Says that. And he's he's, he's 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 a very sweet guy. And he's he's a very he's a very good guy. But it, but it, I'm, I want to get more. on it, it, this is I want I don't, I don't want to talk about anybody in particular, but um this thing, this hit job, Ben Stein, it's almost like like with Trump and any outsider, they want to put them on notice. If you dare to run against the swamp, you will be accused of every atrocity known to man. So on Wednesday, if people aren't familiar with this, a woman, a woman who Larry Elder was dating in 2015, I guess they broke they up. They were engaged. They were engaged. She went to the police because now it was at the right time. She felt safe to come to the police six or seven years later at this point, Ben, and, and, and bring up that supposedly, you know, he was high on weed, which makes everybody want to pull out a gun. And um, he uh, pulled out a gun and it was just it was just happened to be, you know, uh, the safe time to do it, Ben Stein. Yeah, I, well, I can't even describe how my loathing for the L.A. Times I meant to think there's no, there's nothing that they won't say to a smear, a conservative and a black conservative who defies all the rules of the road because everyone knows that the blacks have been so oppressed by us white racists. I don't know if Jews can be considered white 
By Remzo the most. Mainly. You you are. Yeah. You know, we know about Heil Hitler. Yeah. So anyway, um, we are, we are, those of us, I'm in North Idaho right now, but when I'm in L.A., we are in the grip of a newspaper, the L.A. Times, which is so opposed to the truth. It's a joke. It's like a, it's like a comic book of anti-truth every day. So, yeah, that was just something I just wanted to bring up, Remzo, because I think it's really important, this recall election we have going here. I Very think it, important. I think Very it, important. That, I have contributed to Larry Elder. Wifey and I have voted for Larry Elder. He's great. He's really great. Yeah, I think you all are fucked. I think uh, I, I think Newsom's gonna not only stay in power, but he's gonna come back with a vengeance. I would leave California. Yeah, I would leave California. Well, Ben's sure. in oh, Idaho. I did. A decade plus ago. But Ben's in Idaho, but I but but the, you know the, the, on the upshot, you're you're right. It's it's going to be really hard to beat Gavin Newsom because there's always when it comes to jelly beans, there's always extra jelly beans out there that uh, Ben Stein that. Uh, go unchecked, go unnoticed, get left in drug dealers' cars uh, with weapons. Uh, a lot of jelly beans out there that the state of California could uh, issue, Ben. I know, but the state of California has, A, the best climate in the world, B, the best salmon in the world, the absolutely number one best salmon fillet in the world, Schooner Bay salmon, the best salmon fillet in the world, the absolutely number one cutest girls in the world, what more could you ask? All right, I, absolutely nothing. What, and, and that's on that, Larry Elder. So get out there, support Larry Elder. If you can, donate to Larry Elder. If you could get a job at a nursing home, please get a job at a nursing home. And remember, collect all the jelly beans you can at that nursing home. Those jelly beans, California needs them. So, but I want to get back, obviously, to the situation going on, um, Gary Collins, and obviously to Ben, but also they are now saying there is a massive, they're expecting a, a, a terrorist attack to happen in Kabul. Um, uh, well, they've been expecting oh, wait, that for wait, a wait, long time now. Wait, no shit. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> That's very funny. They're geniuses. They're, they're absolute geniuses, you know. No, all no. right, look, let me just tell you, by the way, while we're all being so Debbie Downer about everything, uh, right after our show is over, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to Chevrolet. It's a very modest car. And I'm going to drive over and get some yummy goat cheese salad and some yummy trout for my friend Bob. And we are going to eat it and have a very nice meal. And we're not going to worry about the Taliban just for a few hours. But it, 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 you're right. That's a good point. It, it's not the Taliban I'm worried about, to be honest with you, Remzo and Gary. It's not the Afghanis I'm worried about. It's our troops. That's who I'm worried about They're right now. They're supposed to fight. That's their job. Would you, would you but we're not letting them fight. We're not, that's that's, that's actually. Wait a second. Is that true? We're not yeah, of course we're fight. not letting them fight. Wait a minute! I, I, this it, is it's stand me. down to, yeah. to to prevent additional retaliation. So you yeah. mean to say that if they see a guy driving by in a Toyota truck with a, a twenty millimeter uh, automatic uh, cannon uh, right next to him, they're not allowed to shoot back? If they if they're shot at, they could shoot back. But they're in a situation where it has to be 
for like life or death purposes. So if someone's pointing a gun at you, typically it used to be that if it's within a reasonable situation where you've been under fire, where you're in a high threat level environment, you can justify a preemptive shooting in that case. But it, right now, what they're basically saying is, and, and this is how, you know, th this, is, this is really complicated, you know, they know that they're going to be under attack, but what they don't want is an ISIS-justified, I'm sorry, a Taliban-justified retaliation, which at that point, it's like, well, you know, they will justify just about everything, but it's primarily this idea, of, if, if you know the bad guys are about to storm you from a block away, and that's where they're fortifying themselves so they can get a whole bunch of people out to, um, you know, get together and mob rush you, you can't go out there and kill them. You got to wait for the mob to come over. That's what makes well, it difficult. Well, uh, that is bad, and uh, we should be uh, we, we should we should not have a stand down. Obviously, we're in a combat situation, and a stand down is not the right idea. But uh, we haven't had any right ideas about fighting this war for quite a while. I, I've got this thing that worries me. Like right now, everyone is really focused on the day to day of this. But what I'm really scared about is what's going to happen later. I, yeah, I have this feeling, and this is just entirely me, but I have a feeling that what's going to happen is we're no longer going to talk about Middle Eastern threats. We're no longer going to talk about uh, combat operations throughout the world. What's going to happen is because we saw some American Marines die and soldiers die and contractors die, everyone has basically seen. It's like everyone will universally be against you and Maybe put the finger at you when when our people die. So what they're going to say is, okay, no more of our soldiers are going to die. What I'm afraid is going to happen is we're going to enter a new stage of warfare in which it's going to be primarily done through drones and we're going to see the further privatization of war. Because who was one of the first people to get actively involved with, with selling $6,500 seats to evacuate Kabul? Eric Prince, of, formerly of Blackwater. His contracting firm is there. And he's basically said, we could be here all day. We could be here forever. He was the person who said five years ago that if need be, he could be the emissary of Iraq, the emissary of Afghanistan, if NATO wanted him to. What I think is going to happen is you're going to have all the Eric princes of the world get together with the CIA and the military-industrial complex, and they're going to say, this isn't worth losing an American soldier. This isn't worth losing an American Marine. No. When they die, everyone cares. But when we die, no one cares. So pay us a trillion dollars, and we'll fight your wars for you. And when we can't do it, we'll go ahead and direct the drones. We'll collect the intelligence. We'll go ahead and develop relationships with the local assets and turn all the intelligence over to you. And you can go ahead and drone strike them because America doesn't care when 20 civilians die in these foreign places either because they don't speak English. I think that's but, what's going to happen. Look, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but, but that's as good a hypothesis as, as any. Let's just say for right now, we know we've got to figure out some way to get as many Americans out of there as possible. And we've got to figure out some way to get as many Afghans as helped us out of there as possible. And in the meantime, we're being invaded from the South by a huge army of undocumented aliens carrying God only knows what germs and viruses and so forth. Nobody's doing anything about that since Trump left office. 
what about that? I mean, we, we have an invasion of the U.S. going on right now, no, and nobody's no. doing anything about it ever since Trump left office. It's, we're just pretending it's not happening. No, you're completely right. We're pretending everything, Ben Stein, is not happening. We're pretending our gas prices aren't surging. We're pretending there's no murder in the, in, 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 you know, that Chicago looks like a video game every, every week, you know, a, a video game of death every weekend. Nothing, nothing matters. Absolutely. To this, to this regime, it almost seems like absolutely nothing matters, Ben Stein. I know. Well, I think there's something to that. Nothing matters except a certain agenda. Yes. Let's 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 break that down, unpack it, as we used to say in law school, which is we have a we have a group of feminists in the Congress that call themselves the squad or something, something similar to that. They are saying nothing, absolutely nothing about the fact that there's gonna be a Sharia law in Afghanistan. And women can be raped at will by many men who feels like doing it. That little girls can be raped at will by any man who feels like doing it. And that's that that means nothing to them. They're not saying a word about that. Whereas if a man, a governor of a state, looks at a woman from head to toe, that's reason to kick him out of office. Oh no, Ben! I think he went below the head and toe. Yeah, but ben, below the head and toe? Oh, I mean, he went all over if we're getting real specific. Okay, okay, so he looked at them. Supposedly. Looked, no, there was, there was more. Supp- uh, he, looked at them, he looked at them. He, he, was, he, was, he was getting. Uh, I, you know what? He was looked at them, and he, maybe he did touch their breath. I haven't seen it proved in a court you of know, law. You know, as George Bush once seen. said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you. You don't fool me again. And, and Remzo, but the biggest point is, <laughs> Remzo, the, the major difference, by the way, is this is alleged and supposedly. Alleged and supposedly. We, Look at Perry Mason. Every person he defends <clears throat> is accused credibly of murder. Hamilton Berger says they've got him dead to rights. This one, yes, they've lost 120 in a row before this. This one they can't lose. Perry always wins and the guy's always innocent. So meanwhile, so here's this Cuomo, who I agree is a scumbag. He's not like a pervert. Him. He's just I don't, Italian. I don't, I don't, I don't like him at all. But he is not a criminal by any stretch of the imagination that I that I have except seen. For except for the nerd band, the nursing That I agree about the, But but to look a woman upside down, to rub her back while she's in an elevator, and the Taliban is going to be taking over a country, making it lawful to rape little girls. What? And there's and the Me Too oh, people are saying nothing Gary, about it. Oh, what the hell is going on? Gary, Gary ben, Collins, ben, Gary, ben, Gary, hold on a second. Ben, he brings what? up a great point, Gary, because I just want to get to you about this. It, it's, it's such an exceptional point. It's really always the point, right? We we have these, we, we in this country, we sometimes look at the stupidest things, these, with people complain, the, and, and over there right now, what's going on with the women, where are all the squad members? Where are all the yeah. where 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 is the national women's organizations, Gary Collins? Where are all these people knowing what's going to happen to these women and babies over there, Gary? Well, it's twofold. Uh, they're missing another point is they just don't rape the women and little little or uh, young women. They rape little boys, too. Uh, and that's that's a fact. Yeah, they these people are straight up fucking evil. It's evil as it gets. And the, the squad or mob or whatever the hell those group of village idiots is called, uh, maybe what's her face can go marry another brother. 
but you know what it is. They they actually <laughs> blamed it. They blamed it on white people and white supremacy and us invading other countries. And the climate. And, and, the, and, and climate change. And climate, climate change. change. And climate change. Yeah, let, let's just throw it, it. It's the constant theme, Ben Stein. It's it, this is what they have in their arsenal. Racist. Um, climate change. Um, just uh, sexism, 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 wokeism, cancel culture. This is these are the, the this is their agenda. These are the bullets that they have in their chamber. Now, I pray, Ben, as as I'm looking at the polling with independent voters at 49 percent are really shifting. I am praying that they are looking at this at the at at the Glock of uh, destruction, uh, the Glock agenda. By the uh, you know of, of their bullets uh, being, I, I pray that most of the American people are actually waking up. I, I hope so, but but even if they're not, we are, and we're going to keep talking about it, and we're going to keep singing about it, and talking about it, and marching about. It. Why why are why aren't the Republicans in Congress marching about it? My God, we have fifty Republican senators. Even the cancel culture, even the, the ultra left wing Iron Curtain monolith uh, popular culture could not deny coverage if we had 50 Republican senators marching in front of the White House saying, save the women and girls of, of, of Afghanistan, do something for Mr. President, get your thumb out of your ass and do something. Because Focusing primarily on Afghanistan, I've got a story. My father was in Iraq uh, during the surge for 15 months um in in 2006 and at the time you know I, I had some friends i was hanging out with and one of their friends who would sometimes come play with us we, we were kids at the time uh his dad was in the telecommunications industry and he was a contractor and what he would do was he actually would fly into iraq for three months out of the year and what he would do is he would set up uh cable and satellite tv for not just American soldiers and contractors, but also for high-profile Iraqi politicians and figures. No, so Iranian, he was, he was basically, no, I, I, Iraqi, yeah, so Iraqi. So he would go to Iraq, and basically he was the cable guy. And when he left, he was making not that much money. They weren't a rich family, but when he came back, he was buying grills. Remember the gold teeth and everything? He bought a new truck. He was wearing new Oakleys all the time. He had a Rolex. He bought his wife new boobs. Their whole life changed, and he did that every year starting in 2003 and when he came back in 2006 he'd spent extra month there so what he actually did was he quit his job and he was like i don't have to work for 10 years if i don't want to and he looked at my mom at the time and he said you know i hope we never leave iraq this has been great for me yep. and i heard that and that stuck with me and we talk about, you know, why don't these guys care about those guys and why aren't they talking about it? We're all looking at the end result. We're working. We're looking at the stuff that happens in daylight. But what we often ignore is the stuff that happens behind the closed doors. The plan for Afghanistan was to stay in Afghanistan for as long as humanly possible. So that way, the contractors and the defense industrial complex and everything else and all these other people could make as much money as possible. That's why even in Iraq today, we have more private military contractors in Iraq than anywhere else in the world. Yet we pulled out combat operations out of Iraq almost nine years ago. 
And are we ever going to get to the point where we won't have to go ahead and spend trillions of our tax dollars to make sure some guy can go ahead and buy his wife a new set of tits? Well, here's a fact. Here's a fact. We spend more on our defense. Oh, as I, oh Lord, uh, we spend more money on defense than the, K. than the than the, okay. the the eleven the eleven most developed countries. So we have one through eleven, right, or twelve. We're number one. We spend more than the next eleven below us combined. Yeah, but that, that is, that's, that's on the books, Ben. That's yeah, on the books. That's, that's not of, black. That's not black budget. But that's that is part, ridiculous. That is but, fucking ridiculous. But part of that is because we pay our people so much more. No, 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 no. You don't Absolutely think we pay not. our people much more than the Chinese or Russians pay their soldiers? We pay them more. But how do we spend more than Russia, China, than, than nine other developed, the well, next nine developed countries? Is, is that our people are paid much, much more. And that number includes pensions. And that's a very oh, large no. number. Yeah, no, and that no. number includes health care. Ben, when I was in the military, I was an E3. I made 600 bucks a month. Well, what do you think you would make as an E3 in China? Uh, I guarantee not much less. Uh, uh, it's gotten a lot better. Okay, but well, I'm going to tell you right now that it, that's not where the money's going, Ben. I'm a veteran. I have to I've go to the VA. I can't go to the VA. I have to use my own private insurance because the VA is a fucking mess and I can't even get in. There are people without arms and legs who can't get prosthetics because the VA is that screwed up. Don't tell me for a goddamn second it's spent on the soldiers. It is not. Well, what is it, it spent on, not. Gary? What's it spent on? It's spent on MRAPs that never make it to country. It is spent on $8,000 hammers. I, I was there. I, I, I watched the guys. It, it, uh, you, ben, if you if the taxpayer knew what goes on on the side of procurement in the military, not only that, but as a federal agent, it didn't change much. I used to get I, a I new a laser folding chair for five hundred dollars one time. Yeah, it is ridiculous, going ben. to Lowe's. Well, I, we I, had I, a pre-approved I respectfully, respectfully disagree and think and say. I know people. Who, my my father's uh, my wife's father was a military man. His, my, my wife's uncle was a military man. They sure weren't overpaid. They sure didn't live lavish lives. Their children sure didn't live lavish lives. My wife didn't live a lavish life until she had me. No, but he's not referring to the rank and file. He's not referring to oh, to, no, no, no. Yeah. To, 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 to this to the foot common foot soldier, Ben. He's referring to to uh, to bring up the Rolling Stones again. He's referring to everybody else the hardworking people yes he's referring to the hardworking people and listen this is what makes our show special we could agree we could disagree we could have discourse and, and say, then well, afterwards we will go and get high well here's a fact <laughs> here's a fact ben i made more working uh 30 hours 30 35 depending on college i work almost full time to get myself through college i made more money in going through college than i did in the military my first two years try that out I don't understand the point. I'm telling you. What he's you, saying is the money that's being spent. It's not being it's, spent it's, on it's, the soldiers. It's, it's all top heavy, I think it's is what he's saying. Heavy. Yeah. And yeah. It's, and, and like that's I had a, actually bought like a $500 folding chair one time because what they did it, when, when I first went in 
um, to, to my first uh, company when I commissioned was one thing I had to do is I had to order new supplies for the armory. And what they do is they give you a pre-approved, like, you know, um, book that has all the items that you're pre-approved to buy. And when I'm looking at these items, I'm like, why is a folding chair like $500 in some cases? We can go to Lowe's right now and buy folding chairs. And they said, because if we don't Yeah, spend, you can't go outside a contract. Yeah, yeah. If we, if we don't outside. spend the money, we're never getting, getting it, back it back again. Ben, and the, when I was a federal agent, I was me and a, I, me and another guy. We ran our office. We ran a whole region, which was a big state, which was a state. Two of us, <laughs> and we would get three new laser printers every single goddamn year. And we we had our evidence room had twenty seven laser printers in it, and we finally told them stop sending us new printers. Goddamn, we don't need any more new printers. Well, we've we had. Need- do you think the United States is overarmed? Yes. Yes. Oh, we just we just lost six hundred thousand weapons. Six hundred thousand. Do you think we are presently overarmed? No. Yes. No. In in a way, if the Russians invaded uh, Europe, Central and Eastern Europe, would we be overarmed to take them on? You're you're missing you're misinterpreting. It's not about being overarmed. We're not overarmed. We're overpaying for the technology that we get. We're not, we're getting the best sometimes. Sometimes the technology, you talk to anyone, me in law enforcement and in the military, we always used to laugh that civilians had better tech, the criminals always had better technology than we had. And it was because we pay 10 to 100 times more for old technology. And they're going out and buy new technology off the shelf. It's ridiculous, Ben. Ben, I'm telling you, if you knew how it worked, you would lose your mind. And I think that both of you agree. I I, I appreciate the idea that you're going to inform me. No, but both of you agree on one thing, that the military should be extremely armed and we should have the greatest military in the world. Oh, 100%. Gary and you agree on that 100%. What Gary is simply saying, Ben, is if that all if 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 all the money that we spent, you know, and all on the technology, if we ben. saw an accounting for this, we'd all be in a we'd all have sticker shock. Ben, you know, you you who one of my favorite stories when you when your father bought that car, and you um, managed to get the sales price down on that car, right? You haggled many yeah. cars, many cars. what. Many cars. Many cars. And you do a very good job in getting the right price on that car. Well, you I'm find, a Jew, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you, you find the exact interest, the, everything. You, this, this is your business. It's your wheelhouse. What Gary's, I think the biggest point Gary is trying to make is people, because it's not their money, Ben, they don't care how much they're I, spending. I, I understand. I understand. Ben, we, we spent over a billion dollars on an embassy. I've been in numerous yeah. embassies. I know, but that was one embassy. We're I know. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, no, no. Oh Ben, if you knew how much money goes into the construction of these embassies, and you stood except, foot in except them, for the I've one in Jerusalem, them. except for the one in Jerusalem built by Trump, which I think he did for about two hundred fifty grand. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are <laughs> listening to the world according to Benton Stein. Um, ben Stein loves the military and wants to see if we if they waste half of it, we have to give them twice as much. 
Well, um, let's look at it this way, Ben. Cowboy Stadium was built for under a billion dollars. It has the biggest big screen TV on the face of the earth, and it holds like 100,000 people. But our embassy costs more than that. I know, but the embassy has to have special places to bring call girls. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen it, it, at the end of the day, Ben's thing, uh, he doesn't care. He wants as much money to go to the military, even if they're screwing around and being dipshits about the money. I get what Gary's saying. I get what Remzo's saying. Um, on, a, on, a, on a different subject, I just wanted to, as we're wrapping up the show, I was thinking about uh, Jeffrey Epstein the other day. And he I was didn't thinking, kill himself. It, we, yes, I know he, he didn't he kill was, himself. I'm sorry, that again, what? He, he didn't kill himself. Of course, I just had to say a, it. Of course he was murdered. But he was my murdered, bi- murdered, murdered. My, wait, my, wait. I think we all agree on that one. Yes. My bigger question is, Ben, it is a very popular Jewish name. Now, if your name was Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh, no. Would you change it? Yes. Well, that reminds me of a really wonderful story. My wife's best friend is a very, very, very successful writer of mysteries. And she was once invited to lunch by a guy named, uh, she got an email from a guy named Harvey Weinstein saying, I love your books. I think you could make a whole series of movies about it. And uh, let's have lunch at such and such a place. She was so excited. She called Alex, my wife, and me, and she said, I'm so excited. She went to lunch with the guy. He turned out to be a dentist. We just happened to have the same name. And it had nothing to do with the movie business at all. That's actually very funny. And I wonder if that Harvey Weinstein wants to change his name because there's a, you know, it's like I always thought about this after the name Jean Benet, right? It probably people stop naming their children yeah. Jean Benet. And I got, I got to be honest. I mean, Gary, you're sort of screwed because it's such a popular name and Remzo. Not, I don't know. Is Remzo Martinez a popular no, very, name? Very popular. There are three of well, them. There were, there were four sure. of us, but one died recently. Uh, the third one is somewhere in Morobis, Puerto Rico. And then there's my father and I. So now we're down to three because I think Remso four kicked the bucket a year ago. Wait, <laughs> no, well, I want to know what happened to, G- to Giselle or whatever. Where's she at? Oh, Jelaine Maxwell? Oh, yeah. Giselaine, Giselaine. That's yeah. another fraud. That's another, nothing happened there either. What do you mean? Which part that she didn't do anything? Yeah, or what, the... what, what, did, what did she do? I mean, you know, you, know, you guys, I, I will say this. People think mistakenly, very mistakenly, that I'm rich. Very mistakenly. I'm really very poor. But people think I'm rich. They, girls, throw themselves at me like mad insanity. And that's the same with all these people the and all these, stories. It's the same with all these stories. I have to lead a quiet life. I just have to close my doors and, and lead a quiet life. But I, again, what, ha- what happened? I want to know where is she at and why is she not being interrogated and talking? Well, why, I want to well, know. Why, well, what did I she do know. wrong? What did she do oh, wrong? Oh, no, she didn't do wrong. She, I, I don't know if she did anything wrong, but I know she was right there. Well, she is in prison right now because yeah. they're, 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 she is Gislaine Maxwell is in prison right now, awaiting, I would imagine, a, a trial. Awaiting oh, hanging, awaiting um, <laughs> accidental but, hanging. <laughs> but he, but he, but he, but her father, Mr. Robert Maxwell, 
he was a genuine committer of financial fraud, and he was murdered uh, by being thrown off a boat and oh, attached to an that. anchor or something like that. Yeah, he was murdered. I never yeah, knew that he was story. murdered because they've. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would happen. You're probably right because he. Of course, he was murdered. Right. It, it's a, it, it says it's suicide, but Ben Stein's probably most always. Oh, Ben Stein's always correct. I just thought I'd add a little. I don't know. Again. How do you get suicide drowning by anchor? I, I, no, no, I, because I, they say he fell overboard. It, it's well, like if Gary you fall Bauer. overboard and you're tied to an anchor, you're going to drown. It's like Gary yeah. Bauer, who who worked for the Los Angeles Times in the 90s, who uncovered that the CIA was, you know, involved in Iran-Contra and selling cocaine to the inner cities. And then when he killed himself, he shot himself in the back of the head twice. That's no, horrible. <laughs> terrible. And as somebody noted, Ben. You are extremely rich in spirit. So there, Thank you. Uh, there, there you go. And knowledge. Um, and knowledge. And what I love about the show, like I said, it, and I'll always say this, is that we can agree. We could disagree. We could have discourse. It's what separates us from the left. On the left, there is no discourse. If you disagree with them, you are canceled. You fear you, 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 retribution. And that's what separates, for the most part, most conservatives from leftists. We do not believe in retribution. And the reason I bring that up, Ben Stein, I was thinking today is Jesse Jackson um, oh. is, is suffering severely from COVID. Um, and now he's in a home with his Parkinson, Parkin, Parkinson's. As much as I despise the man, I do not for a moment in time wish him or his wife death. I wish them nothing but a speedy recovery. And I could honestly say you have left us that when... Greg Abbott and Lindsey Graham, whoever it is you like or dislike, pray for those people, Ben Stein. We you don't, bet. You bet. You and, bet. And uh, and you know what? If your if your enemy wrongs you seventy six times, forgive him seventy six times. And if he wrongs you a seventy seventh time, forgive him a seventy seventh time. I learned that from Mike Visser, one of the most wonderful people on the face of the earth. And his wife, Nancy Visser, another one of the most wonderful people on the earth. And on that note, he is Mike's a great guy. And on that note, we have run out of time. Remzo Martinez, please tell people where you could find your podcast. Podcast. The same aisle where they can get Isis K cereal. Uh, yeah, on the run, new episodes every Monday and Thursday, Second Print Comics every Wednesday. And it's really great to see you. Um, you can we, find. We have missed you. We have missed you, and uh, you're I'm back more often. I, well, I've been traveling I you... for everything, and it's good to be back in one place for for more than a couple of days. I they told you the next time I see you, I want a picture of you with Mr. Baseball. Uh, that's all what I want to see. I agree. Bob Euchre, he's in front of the stadium or inside the stadium. Get a picture with Mr. Baseball. Um, Go Brewers. G Gary Gary Collins from the SimpleLifeNow.com. Uh, great podcast. I encourage everybody to download it he had a great episode hey, with rob yours is coming up mine is coming Tuesday. up and we will put that Tuesday. up on the uh, newsletter and of course you can find ben stein benstein.substack.com but also keep downloading the episodes as remzo says leave a great review also give it that five star rating it is extremely helpful for us take your friend's phone as remzo would also suggest and do it to their phone um, you could find Ben Stein, also spectator.org, Newsmax, and anywhere Ben Stein is all around the country because he travels so much. He's the traveling Jew and traveling Will. He's the sixth Wilbury. Ben Stein, please take us out on this fine Saturday night. Well, you can knock me down. 
step on my face, slander my name all over the place. You can do anything that you want to do, but uh, uh, honey, step away, get off of my shoes, and don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything, but lay off of my blue suede shoes. God bless. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe. We will see you Tuesday night.